0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name's John, and I am sitting at the table with Aaron. Aaron, how's it going, man?
1: Hey, John. I'm doing good today, man. As always, I'm excited to be in here. For sure. Beautiful day today. Yeah, Yeah. nice, pretty day. Fall's coming. Yes. Man, I feel good. So, man, I'm... I I think we got a pretty good topic to
0: you today. I'm excited today. We're on episode 97. We're closing in on 100. I've got a guest coming up for us for episode 100. I'll tell you guys about that pretty soon. Um, Should be a good one. Should be a fun one. We're going to interview a a local promoter here, so it should be a good time. But today, I'm going to try to help you guys out by talking to you about how you can convert your failures into success. Because that's what we want to do. Because, look, you're going to experience some failures we all do along the way, especially when we're really trying to go after some dreams. So... I need you to realize that you can sometimes all the times at least learn something at least learn something from them sometimes you can actually turn them into some big wins so what is the difference between experiencing failures and actually being a failure all right so the quick answer is actions are you purposefully planning the actions you take that lead to failure and then processing the ins and outs of why you failed so you can apply that knowledge to your next plan. If you don't do this, if you don't learn from failing, there's a good chance you're just wasting time. All right. So let's workshop some ways in which you can find your way beyond failure by learning and growing as a performer, regardless of the outcome. And guys, please don't forget to head over to Facebook and join our private Facebook group. Just type in at how to become a pro wrestler in the search bar, find our group, join the group, answer some questions. You'll have access to me and Aaron and all your other peers that are listening to the podcast, performing, you know, strong style, our workout program and watching our YouTube videos. I saw some videos posted in there today. There's all kinds of stuff you can talk about in there, guys. You can discuss these episodes of the podcast with me, whatever you need to do. That's what that group is there for. So please head on over to Facebook and join that group. Alright, so Right off the bat I want you to know that I'm I think this information would be valuable to anyone I wish I would have known it right off the bat But like, um, in my career But I'm, I'm really talking to that person That is a current wrestler That is doing pretty decent and you know, this is a question that, that I really want you to think about because I, I talk to these guys a lot. The steady performer, the journeyman, whatever you want to call it. The very capable in-ring performer who really looks like he should be doing more, but for some reason, he hasn't taken any real steps forward um, in a, quite a while. So speaking from personal experience, um, I realized at one point this is important, guys. This is for a lot of things in life, unless we're talking about wrestling. But think about this whenever you're trying to make big decisions in life. Um, the amount of work that it was going to take me to become a true professional wrestler. And I'm talking about, like, you know, I wanted main event WrestleMania. But, like, the the, the amount of work it was going to take me to really create a living was beyond me at a certain point. And that—that's we're talking about me personally, right? I'm not talking about you. You're capable of anything. I'm capable of anything. But... There was a point when I I took stock of everything in my life, my home, my family, and all that stuff, and then the amount of work that I needed to put into professional wrestling to go to that next level, and I realized that it really wasn't, it it just really wasn't right for me to put that much effort into this as opposed to like neglecting my household and stuff like that. That was a tough decision, guys, and that hurt. That hurt a lot. Hard realization to come to that I hope that most of you don't ever come to, but it is something you have to understand as possible. So... You know, sure, I made some money in wrestling. I really did. It was great. I loved it, but I couldn't really support myself, much less like my entire family, you know, um, with where and how I was performing. So that depressed me, man. That was rough. It's rough thinking about like you have a dream and then um, it's not. It's kind of beyond your scope in, in certain ways, in certain aspects. Um, remember, again, you can do anything if you put enough effort into it, but it was amount, an amount of effort that I thought had a diminishing return for the, the type of life I was trying to live. So interesting, but something I want you guys to think about. Um, One thing that I did to numb the pain was regularly book myself in companies that I knew were beneath my standard. I did that. And it's taken a long time for me to really think about that, but it's true. I would book myself in places that were seriously beneath my standard. And I did this really just to feel better about myself. I've realized that now at this time. I can realize that. I did it because I wanted to be the smartest man in the room. Uh, I think that really was it i i wasn 't really taking the next big steps to make more money, but I could go somewhere where suddenly I was the most competent, smartest man, most skilled, talented person in the locker room. you know you get compliments from all around, um, made you feel better, you know made me feel great, yes, absolutely, and you know what there is also something to be said about going to places like that just to fine tune your craft. I get that blah blah, I get that. I understand that because I believe in that but If you're truly honest with yourself, you realize that you might just be wasting time stroking your own ego. And that's what I was, uh, that's what I did to myself for quite a while, just kind of stroked my own ego by spinning my tires in places that weren't really going to take me to the next level. Um, You would be better served studying what can make you better, what could actually propel you forward. There's a diminishing return on in-ring skill as well. Another thing that might be hard for some people to realize, but like. There's a point where you don't just need to be better at being a wrestler. Like, you know, as far as like bell to bell, ding, ding, headlock, uh, all that good stuff. The, right. mo- the motions of wrestling. There's a point to where, you, you, you know, you never stop practicing those skills because you can't afford to lose them. But... There's a certain point to where it's like you can accumulate as much wrestling skill as you'd like. You can become a luchador and a, and a you know a Japanese performer an American performer and a, a you know a British performer. You can learn all these different styles and that's great. But if you don't meet people and network and be kind and be a good person the entire way, it doesn't really account to much except for like high in ring skill, which is. You know, we've said the million times on this podcast, that's like the last thing the WWE cares about is your actual in-ring skill. So, yes, you need to be a better wrestler, um, but you also need to be a better wrestler not just in the ring, but, like, in your brain, like, in your brain, in your contact list, on your social media, um, in your interactions with people. Um, And that does not happen if you're just constantly spinning your wheels in places that have no future. So keep that in mind, guys. You have to meet and learn and have those experiences along the way. It's not just about being more of a wrestler. Like you're already a wrestler, right? Especially if you're getting hired to get booked on shows. You probably already have a very high baseline skill. So now you have to improve upon the other things that maybe didn't come as naturally to you. And you know that could be that could be more entering stuff like promos and whatnot. It could also be just meeting new people and getting yourself out there to where you can learn those things even better. So don't forget guys we have strong style. That is the gym routine, the strength training program that Aaron and I created for you, guys, for the professional wrestler to perform inside the gym or inside your home with minimal equipment. You can check out Strong Style at howtobecomeaprowrestler.com. Please check it out. Head on over to our Facebook group. We got people doing Strong Style every single week. I love seeing the videos of that. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Get strong, guys. Get strong. Translate directly to in ring work. So that might be another thing you have to think about. Sometimes the in-ring side, I mean, I've seen some really awesome wrestlers and told myself, like, man, if they only looked like a wrestler. You know, like if they only had the body that they needed, and that's kind of what we developed Strong Style for, so keep that in mind. I I I have
1: a question Mm -hmm. on that. So, you know, if you're coming up with... You know, a realization of what you kind of need to do mm-hmm. and, and where you're at. Are you looking at? You know, I know that has to come from inside. Yes. and say, "Man, I think I need this." Are you also taking that guidance from other people you trust? Like, right. would you recommend that too? On say, absolutely analyze. Can you help me on
0: what needs to improve? You need to find that, like that, those people whose opinions really matter. And go back and find that episode where we talked about, like, you know, not everyone's opinion matters, but there are some that really do matter. And you have to keep an eye out for that. Now, you're going to have friends. And hopefully you have honest friends that are yeah. going to help you. That's great. But also look to those like – look to the people that other people look to in locker rooms sometimes. You can kind of get guided that way. But. You, you want that guidance. You need that direction so that because they can help you out along the ways, be it just talking about your matches or talking about, like, hey, kid, here's what's wrong. Like, here's why I think you need to – those are the most valuable things you can get. We, I was always told that, you know, the, the most valuable info you're going to get is, like, in the car on the way to the next town if you load up with some other wrestlers and stuff, mm-hmm. like the stories you swap. Yeah. So, you know, the old saying of, like, you're the sum of the five people around you or whatever, like, I, that stuff really does ring true. You have to see – like when you feel like this is super important, guys, but like when you when you feel like you're thriving in wrestling, when you like because you're going to ha- you have those moments, right? Because we have those highs and lows and stuff in wrestling. So next time you feel like you're thriving, you're like, man, wrestling rules. This is amazing. I did great. And I've got money in my pocket. And, and I had an amazing match. Next time you have one of those nights, and I hope you have frequently those nights, look around and see who, what people are around you. Like, what what other wrestlers are around you?
1: That's a good idea. Yeah,
0: like, what wrestlers are around you? Who did you ride to that show with? Who did you spend most of your evening with? Who promoted and booked that show? Look around at the people around you, and maybe it could be as simple as just spending more time with that group, with that circle. Even if that means neglecting, you know, some of your better friends, like like you know that aren't as dedicated to the sport as you or maybe you bring them with you to that and try to get them into that lifestyle whatever but that's a super important thing that's worked for me in all aspects of life when you feel like you're doing your best look around and see who's around you and realize maybe that's where you need to be most of the time so like that absolutely okay guys so is the amount of time worth the outcome these are honest conversations that you have to have with yourself at some point So now we're going to help you um, actually kind of put all these things into actions. But here's the thing, right? If you don't plan to work, then you might as well turn the podcast off right now because you have to actually make an effort. It doesn't matter how many times you listen to me and nod along with me and understand that everything we're saying is right and all that good stuff if you don't actually put it into practice. I want you to do this today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till your next show. Today, you can think about your last show or whatever else happened, a previous show, and you can start thinking about these things, okay? You have to make an effort and do some difficult things and some research or why they did or did not work. So I want you to create a hypothesis. I'm going to go into this, okay? So, um, you know, a hypothesis is what? Like, if I do this, I'll get this reaction like that's kind of really all you're going to try to do here so let's just for example i was offered a spot on a card for a, a card for a larger company and i hesitated to accept the booking because i i feel my skill level too low so here's your hypothesis, right? I'm going to take that booking because it puts me in a locker room with this promoter, who is a high-level promoter, and a performer. That's a high-level performer. And I'm going to do my absolute best to use them as networking options that will lead me to more bookings here and beyond. All right? So super simple stuff, right? I'm going to, I'm going to take the booking on the bigger show. I'm not too scared to do that. Another thing. They offered it to you. And if they offered it to you, that means they see some kind of skill in you and you deserve to be there. So you can at least do that, at least think that. So now let's say you did that, right? You took the bigger booking, you networked with the promoter, with the performer. Think about it now. Legitimately think about it. Write it down. Did it work? Did it partially work? Maybe it went great and that's awesome. Now you know you know a concrete course of action. Now you know that this works. You know that if you get booked with this promoter, talk to this performer, you get new options for future moments in your career, and that's a wonderful thing. Now maybe it went halfway. Maybe the promoter was not that receptive to helping you contact other companies, but the performer was, and now he's giving you some new contact info. Great. That's still a win, but now I want you to actually sit there, write it down, and think about why did the promoter not help you? Did you approach him before or after your match? Had you established any type of connection with him beyond hello my name is blank and can I have other people's phone numbers? Like, did you establish a connection with him? Did you find out how his day's going and how he, how excited he is for this show and how much time he put him to put into it and how his family's doing and all that stuff? Did you establish a connection with him before you started asking for networking options, okay? That really does matter. You have to create connections. Now, you wrote all this stuff down. I want you to analyze what did and didn't work. You have quantitative data now that can help you determine your next step or reevaluate if it you know is the process actually worth the outcome. All right, you know, again, these are hard truths, right? There's a chance you could come to a discovery similar to what I was talking about earlier where you realize that the amount of effort and time that it will take to achieve this particular dream and decide, and you, know, you might decide that this is not something you're willing to do. That's a tough conversation to have with yourself that you need to bring more people into. You bring your friends, those close friends that Aaron was talking about earlier, or the, the close people that you make connections with, or your family, and that's the point where you have to have that conversation with yourself as well about whether wrestling is, you know, as a wrestler, is your spot, or maybe you could provide more value to the world of professional wrestling in another way. All right. So I know that that's tough to hear, but you have to think about that. It's like I I don't I don't believe in luck or any of that stuff or the born with it or any of that. But I know that like, I know that like, it would take me a lot more effort than it took LeBron James to become an amazing basketball player. Now he's put in so many hours, countless hours of studying the craft, the game, and then actually uh, playing the game and all that stuff. He has the experience as well, but I could get there if I really wanted to, you know, if at that point, if at his age and stuff, I would have really wanted to. However, the amount of effort it would have took me would have meant I would have had to completely neglect any other dreams I had of being like a wrestler or anything else in the world. Like, it's just not worth the return. Then you kind of halfway do both things, and it's not really worth the return. So you have to start thinking about that stuff, guys. Are there things in your life that are getting in the way? of your professional wrestling dream, or maybe there are things that you like better and you need a more part-time relationship with professional wrestling. Those are hard, hard conversations you have to have with yourself, but I want you to think about it. But it's all about, you can put science behind it, guys. You can create a hypothesis about why or why not. And I I did the promoter one. I mean, you can do it for anything. Why did I not sell enough T-shirts this night? You know, think about that. I'm going to do this T-shirt, and I'm going to set my merch table up this way and it's going to produce me this many more sales. Did it happen? Why didn't it happen? Right. Were there not enough people there that night? Were there plenty of people, but they weren't coming to your table? Were you at your table or did you have someone else running it? Did you have the table set up appropriately? Like we've done a whole podcast on that. Mm-hmm. You can do these trial and error, these quantitative data, these hypotheses, these writing things down and connecting the dots with anything in pro wrestling from what you wear to uh, to what you sell at the table, to your actual match itself, to freaking how much, you know, how expensive it is to travel there if you pack food or whatever. Like, I mean, you can do this stuff with every aspect of your career and start figuring out exactly where you can make um, money, make headway with the whole thing. But I don't know, Aaron, that's the kind of stuff that I've been thinking. I've been on my mind a lot lately about um, helping people out, actually, because th- I think they do things. They do stuff and it doesn't work, and it's just kinda like, meh. And they just it just goes over their head, and they don't think about it anymore. Yeah. But um, guys, you gotta start analyzing these deals, and start really thinking about why or why something didn't work. And if you can't analyze it, it probably means you didn't really put a, as much effort into it as you could have. Because then you could really think about the steps you took that went wrong.
1: Yeah, no, I like that, because I'm, I'm heavy into trying to do that. Yeah. And I, I don't do it enough, yeah. but, um, uh, Right now, actually, I've been doing this a lot with mm-hmm. uh, my family, with yeah. my oldest son, because he's getting ready to be a teenager right. and trying to figure out how I'm yeah. best going to be able to yeah, you yeah. know, lead this little man that's yes. becoming a man um, and working on that, so I'm analyzing things I'm saying to him, yeah, you yeah. know, the relationship we have, and trying to make sure I can make it the best it can be and be the best dad I can be. So, I mean, you could, like you said, you could take it to personal life or your career yes. or anything. Um, I, I liked a few points you had, which uh, one of them was just the return on investment. Yeah. You know, like if you're doing that, are you getting a return on the investment? Right. And not just financially, but, you know, oh, yeah. uh, like emotionally and exactly. spiritually and all that. Um, and that is hard to do. And uh, we've had. Uh, a few guys, uh, we had Wes and we had Sam that were on yep. the podcast, and I think they both mentioned, and they've both been in the mm-hmm. business a while, right. uh, but they mentioned self-awareness. Yes. One of the things that's really helped them is they became self-aware of what their skills were, Absolutely. and the things they needed to do. And I think that goes right into you know what you're talking right. about is um, analyzing it and becoming self-aware yes. of what
0: you need and what you want and the best route to get your goal. Absolutely. Put some actual evidence behind it, guys. Really sit there and think about it. If it's that important to you, you should be thinking about it more than yeah. just, where's my next booking, where am I going this weekend, and whatnot.
1: Yeah, so. and you can take that from anywhere. I want to give one just example. Yeah, go ahead. I
0: found that this
1: was, uh, I used to, one of the gyms I used to run, we had a shake bar. Yeah. And we promoted recovery shakes. So... I wanted to make more money, but I right. also wanted people to get the recovery they needed from the workout and not right. go home and eat yeah, junk. Yeah, I yeah. wanted them to get a good, you know, actually healthy.
0: get what they were yeah, looking for—some some, for, some like. yeah, yeah. nourishment, enough
1: protein and carbs, right. and everything that was went in it. And um, we would mention it at the end of every time we'd have a group workout. We'd break so "Don't forget your recovery drink," right. right? But people were tired. They needed to get home. They they would not stop and order a shake. They would just usually walk out the door. I was like, how am I going to fix this? Because I really need to sell these things. I need to make some money. I haven't paid a person to be up there to make these shakes. Yes. And they're not getting the the full benefit, I believe, from the workout if they're not getting, you know, good yes, nutrition. the quality of nutrition, yeah. So it's like, what are we gonna do? So we started, we said, look, what if we just ask them before and get them to commit and we'll have them ready? So what we did is we said, because right. I knew they weren't gonna get it if it was after and they walked yeah, out, yeah, but I thought
0: to before, I yeah. like, hey,
1: you're gonna need your recovery, do you wanna order a shake? And we made a list, we would sell like 20 shakes in the night. I mean, it went from selling two to 20 just because we made that one change. And it was just analyzing why aren't they buying it? It's not because they didn't want it. It's not because they didn't believe in it. It's because they needed to get home. They had other things and they weren't focused on it then. When they came in the door, they were focused on
0: nutrition. They knew they were going to need it. Right. So That's great.
1: Yeah, so I think... You know, you can take it with anything, but analyzing that stuff, right. sometimes it's simple. I mean, that was a simple fix sure. yeah, that yeah. you have, but uh, you really got to... It, it makes a difference, and if you can analyze everything and figure out why it's not happening or why it is happening, Yes. You know, it makes a huge difference.
0: It makes a amazing difference. guys. Head on over to YouTube as well. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Click that bell. Let us know. That'll let you know, honestly, every time we post a new video. We are just at How To Become A Pro Wrestler. Hope you enjoyed this conversation today. I really did. I love talking about stuff like this and kind of getting into the brain, picking the brain of the pro wrestler, guys. So thank you so much for listening to How To Become A Pro Wrestler, the podcast where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it. This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast.
1: Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event.